There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks, welcome to the latest edition of the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Who coming at you at the helms today. Dr. Jace, attorney, couldn't be with us. He's still getting over that epic Demon Slayer episode, followed by that uh commencement of the rumbling and attack on titan he could not handle sundays which are now called attack on euphoric demons but we can handle it because we're here and we are the euphoric side yes that is right we are deep diving the newest episode of euphoria and boy oh boy what a deep dive because it's more like a spiral so without further ado let me introduce who's here today with us we got some great supernovas returning to dish out what has transpired on episode five of euphoria let's take a listen to who's here this is nisa's pieces and i'm here to put together all the pieces call me kame chris hello hi how are you it's apex here to spill the tea who's that dork it's dars Hi, I'm Dr. Rika from the Yonko Table, and you're not watching Disney Channel. All right, <laughs> we waited long enough to uh, go ahead and uh, serve this plate here of episode five. And goodness gracious, if, uh, if a TV viewing is like a restaurant, this is the maitre d' shoving the plate in your face. We were thrown right into the action right off rip and let me tell you what i think was maybe about 10 to 15 minutes not entirely sure that was all i needed for me to go ahead and say give zendaya her next emmy give it to her that is how i felt but i'm gonna let uh i'm gonna i, I open the gates i'm gonna let y'all go ahead and flood it because i would i had oh I was moved to tears. Emotional. See, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk. I mean, I, I want to talk about it. But <laughs> thinking about it, I was feeling I was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> I know. I, I, I seriously cried. Yeah. Dare can yeah. never say that this this show glorifies drugs ever again after, you know, especially that episode. Never. Mm-mm. It was great. My ass off. First off, the show started on a hundred, and I was like, like people I was watching it with, they were like, "Your hand was on your mouth the whole time," and it's because if I didn't have my hand on my mouth, my face would have looked like this. Oh yeah, people are listening. But to describe it to you is my mouth would have been gagged open the whole time, gasping for life because. Zendaya killed that shit um, for real. Zendaya did her thing um, for sure. And I was very impressed on like just also like the camera work of it too, because it was so different than like the whole other season. The whole season has been like very like psychedelic, euphoric, like with all this like um, like Lights. colors and stuff. And the mm-hmm. way they did it with this, it was just straight to the point, serious. There's no was holding it back. Was yeah. 
yeah, it's no holding back. It is here. You're taking it and you're done. Like, I was like, <laughs> nope, we're here. <laughs> so that was me and I was gagged. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm going to take over here. Like, when I was watching it, like, I had my roommates check in on me. They're like, David, are, are you okay? You don't look okay. <laughs> because, like, I was, like, curled up in a ball feeling all of, like, that tension. I'm like, oh, no. She doesn't mean what she's saying. She's just saying this stuff, like, out of crazy pants, you know? Like, she, oh, I felt so, like, uncomfortable for her because I know that, like, once she's out of her withdrawal, she's going to regret what she said. And, like, it's interesting, though, that, like, she kept on apologizing to her mom, but then she never, like, apologized to what she said to Jules. Like, oh, man, like, it was... This whole episode is great. Um, they did even use some like euphoria lighting on a lot of different scenes. It was just so subtle. We didn't really pay attention to it. Um, there was one scene where she was like kind of running and like the lights were like following behind her and stuff. Like, man, this whole this whole episode was like, it was good. It was deep, but it was good. It was needed. I mean, as as we have alluded to what people have alluded to this was gonna they said the rock bottom episode mm -hmm. and i feel in that opening scene i think when my tears my tears hit i think when she broke down and said i'm sorry i scared you uh you know apologizing for scaring them and this was before i think she even broke down the door and no, she broke down at that point. That door. But, but then she flips right back. And she yeah. flips right back. And mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say this on live, too. And I told y'all earlier, I watched the Rue special. I have not watched the Jewel special. And I'm very glad I chose the Rue special. Um, because the whole time, too, during this whole thing, I'm thinking of the parallel between her and Ali. And I'm thinking, you know, this must have been what Ali was talking about, you know, like the shit that you can't take back and the terrible shit that you do and how the addiction is a disease and how people want to call you selfish. A lot of people could, you know, if you without the proper context, her asking where the drugs were, where's the suitcase might just sound selfish. Uh, I mean, to a degree, there probably is some selfish, but she's also thinking I'm fucked if I don't find the suitcase. Um, and you know and that's that's dramatic irony we knew why she really well you know she wanted the suitcase probably for the drugs too but also because she feared for her life uh, oh right. i don't think it was very much about the fear for the life part so like i want to i want to address that in the beginning so i'm gonna call it a spade what like that is she wanted the drugs now yeah. she knew she was fucked because when she knew she couldn't pay it back, she could not get supplied further on that. And that's the first thing that you think is the case, right? But see, had it been about just like, because of the, like who the suitcase is and stuff, the mom asks, she says, well, whose suitcase is it? And she does not fess up to it about that stuff too. Cause then she's going to have to fess up about how she's been doing drugs for so long and all this other stuff. And she still had that denial factor about like, it's not mine. Right. But she still claimed so much ownership and possession of it. Um, she wanted for the drugs and like, it was so like, 
um, like the roller coaster of back forth. Like she's just trying any given way, any angle she can get. She was like, let me, let me piece of them sad. Let me go angry. Let me go bring my dad into it, which a lot of it, you know, there's truth to it. And there's also a lot of things that she couldn't take back, but I totally think that it was for the drugs well, more than like um, well, uh, and the selling. With the with see that's the thing with oh. the addiction part was that there was a sense of logic, but then the the effort and like you were saying the back and forth and the different avenues she was choosing to a, attack this problem of hers, then you realize it is about the drugs. You know, it is about the high. There was a sense of logic that she kept coming back to at a point but that aggressive behavior uh that's when you realize it's the addiction that's running her right now no, and I nothing else. I... oh you can go Darth. no go ahead comment uh, so i think there's a there's a parallel to this i think that both were applying at the same time mm -hmm. i think um if you think about it i mean she's never i mean she's done this before where she like had like a moment, but it, she never has been this dramatic just about the drugs. I think for a fact that the 10K was scaring the shit out of her because Absolutely. there's no way she would have acted so hardcore because she never, it's not like she's never not had drugs before. Like if it was just about the drugs, she'd have been like, okay, well, I'm gonna just go ahead and like ask somebody for drugs. And it would have been a whole different episode, but it was because it was that lady's money. That's why she broke into the babysitter's house. She stole all the stuff, like, and then took the money and then tried to give it to the lady and and then she, the uh, yeah. teacher. And she was like, uh, like, yeah, you said you weren't on drugs, but you're clearly on drugs. And it was a whole different, like, um, I guess, way that, you know, she can exit now. But I think her getting to that point, it was still the, it was the drug addiction. But for the most part, she knew she was been she was about to get sold to whoever if she does not have that lady's money <laughs> like she had nothing and then she found oh. out they flushed it oh my god I, I i felt like you know the anger she had at the time i was like oh i would be so bad because they really don't get that in real life she really does need to sell this shit. <laughs> like she really does need to it's not hers for real for real like <laughs> it's it's but that's the hole she dug, man. That's the yeah, hole. She, like, and we knew that was coming too. We knew good and well she wasn't gonna make any good on selling those drugs. <laughs> she was gonna be doing more of those drugs. And now this is hit the it shit has hit the fan for real, I mean, for real. Like she didn't go to the teacher right away. That wasn't her first stop. Like that was her last stop when like there was literally nothing else that she could do. She went to the teacher, you know. So it wasn't that she didn't fear the teacher at all. I think she was terrified of the teacher. The um, teacher? She's yeah, a teacher. Lord. Oh, I was like, I'm just, I'm, I just call her like the queen pin, the psychotic sociopathic bitch I think that her. Her name is Lori. <laughs> Lori. Lori. Her. Because I'm curious. Yeah. It's like a like a 51 percent, 49 percent situation where I yeah. think there's definitely like withdrawal happening. So she's in. Clearly, we saw the the amount of desperation because she was willing to kind of cross a boundary that she hadn't even engaged in before, which is doing something IV wise. Um, but additionally, I think there was that element of like, oh, like I, I definitely owe this lady money and all drugs are gone. And like, I'm not gonna be able to get my fix, but also like, I need to be able to get something to give to her to prove that I'm trying, but to also get access to something. Cause she did ask like, do you have something here? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is that like 51%, 49% in terms of like, I'm going through withdrawal, I need something to alleviate that. And like also this woman is scary and I, I owe her a lot of money that I do not have whatsoever. And right. I think there's that waking up that logical part when she woke up and was like, I'm in different clothing. I'm in this stranger's house. I'm locked up in this bitch. How do I get home? So, yeah. and I think like Hooper had brought up earlier, that just that unraveling and there's moments of like clarity, but then there's moments of like that desperation, that anger, that irritation, et cetera. So it was wild. And on top of it, like when you're going through withdrawal, like your sense of anxiety is so heightened. It's like, more than just like being regularly anxious or like even for people who have anxiety attacks, it's like on a whole new level. So like a million things are running through her mind and I'm sure that really sparked a huge amount of anxiety and that's why she kind of went in that rampage. Like, I need that suitcase. I really need that suitcase. Like, because you're like, yes, you're itching for that drug, but like, you're also like kind of terrified that like, crap, I'm gonna owe this woman a lot of money and like, I have no way of paying it off. I'm just a kid, I'm just, I'm 17 years old. You know, like, and I don't think she was thinking of any sort of like other repercussions of like either her life or like her family and friends' lives. But like, I think it was just more of like, I just, I just really need to get like this stuff like handled. I need to get this stuff taken care of. And like, part of like why I think Zendaya needs to win this freaking Emmy is that she did her research, even to the like, yawning, you know, like those are signs of going through opioid. Uh, withdrawals and she like she nailed it she was yawning she had the diarrhea she was like itching and everything like i was feeling so uncomfortable for her and ah well watching her arrive was a lot uh especially when uh talking about talking to uh maddie uh not maddie uh cassie and lexi's mom that was that was painful Uh, to watch too can't wait to get get into that yeah we'll we'll get there there. no no we'll get there but you know (laughs) Zendaya deserves the utmost praise for this episode, but I, I tell you, her mother and Gia sold it just as much, and like it's like, oh my gosh, it's like being em- empathy wise, trying to put yourself in their shoes. Like at that point, uh, what is the mother to do? What is she to do? And I mean, she, because uh, at first, you know, you know, uh, you see her combat Rue. And, you know, confront her about the using and, you know, let's take a drug test and whatnot. And then you see her become just super defensive and to the point where she just sits by Gia to make sure, you know, uh, nothing happens. And then, you know, she closes the door and, oh, my gosh, the strength Zendaya put into that door, which I think is some symbolism there because she put holes in it first. That's the holes that are the gaping holes that are widening in her i don't know psyche i had it yesterday let me stop but the point is i had it yesterday i had it yesterday i should have wrote it down but the you know the moment i i really i think i really felt it too when she broke down that door and they were just kind of you know cradling in fear and it was so and that's that's the other thing it's a real thing people go through absolutely I think but, for me, what really did it is when her mom said she wasn't a good person. Yes. And yes, based yes, on yes, the yes, last yes, episode, yes. when she was hugging her father saying, I'm not a good person, like her mom basically spoke her fears and like she said it out loud for her. 
and said, you're not a good person. And then I feel like her attacking her mother is saying, oh, you know. You're 0 for 2. Yeah, like you're you're not a good mom, you know, if dad was here. You know, I just, it's like one thing as a mother to be dealing with your child as an addict, but I think to also, I think the worst fear for a parent, like, was this my fault? Was this my doing? And Rue kind of attacked her from that angle. Again, she's going through withdrawals, so she's going to say anything. She's going to lash out because she is feeling anxious, feeling irritable from withdrawal symptoms. So when she said that, I just felt that for her mom. Like, that just broke my heart because we, we know, like, they both basically, like, spoke each other's, like, fears to each other, I think. Um, in that one scene from there, I just like started crying and I don't know, like you said, Gia, I definitely, she's going to be traumatized and Ali even spoke to it too last season, you know, how this is going to impact Gia for her life. She's not going to be able to trust people easily. She's not going to be able to love openly. Like I know people who have had older siblings that went through addiction and it very, that very much like hits the nail on the head. Like that is something that Gia is going to go through life because again, the manipulation that goes behind when people are addicted to drugs. So, you know, they can't just trust anybody because they feel like they're lying to them because that's what they experienced with someone in, who was really close to them. Like they lied to them um, and they would do anything for a fix. So, And yeah. we started off the episode like straight up attacking Gia, you know? <clears throat> Did you tell what? mom, you told mom that I'm smoking weed? Like, I can't believe you, blah, blah, blah. It's just yeah. weed. And like, well, and the mom says, she's like, oh, how she's like, you knew or whatever. And she's like, I didn't. And it's just like, it was just, it's a very combative thing because G is only 13. Um, so imagine like, 13. yeah, she's like 13 in the show, right? No, she's like 15. Cause she, she Are you sure? School. Yeah, they go to school together with the little brothers of McKay. She's a freshman? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I thought she was 13, but whatever. Even then, just like with her, she's just like having so much like things that are going on with her. I really applaud Zendaya and her, and her sister, like they're arguing. I noticed it also in another episode when they first, when she first was like, oh, about I'm just going to be smoking weed. That was in episode three. Yeah. And this now they're really good at just arguing. Like they're just so good at like that pacing and stuff. Also the mom too. It was incredible. It was like an overlap from like season one's argument, you know, to now this shit was like the evolved version um, of the fight. So good. And I do agree with you, Nisa Species, on the, um, when the mom said you're not a good person, that literally, she's like, you think like, you think I'm not a good person? I'm gonna show you I'm not a good person. And like, it almost like, honestly, like opened the gate to like, enter us into Rue's world. Like, Rue was like, I feel so destructive all the time. Now I'm going to show you what like I feel. And what she do, she blew up her whole life. Like, and it was so, like, it was amazing. Um, it was horrible. It was horrifying and, like, really hard to watch. A lot of people that I was watching with, like, they couldn't, like, they were like, oh, my God, I just want to take my eyes off it, but you just can't, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can't um, look away. And, it, and that's just literally what happened. And, like, the mom's like slapped her. She's like, and all that stuff too. And they got physical and all that. It was great. It was, it was so thought out. And then when Jules, the turning point, I was when like, Jules said that I flushed them down, 
Oh, can we get into that? Because yeah, yeah, when Jewel I, I, said no, that, perfect segue, perfect honey, segue. Well, one, said, did y'all even think they were there? Did you think they were there? <laughs> no. no, and the fact that Jules oh, didn't help out, oh. Jules did not help out at shit. She heard that whole house banging, and she said, "We just want to sit here." <laughs> I think, but we remember, like, Jules friends were there. I was I like, think, they're so fake. They've been fucking behind her, and now they're like going to just do this shit. Like, this is crazy. I couldn't believe it was her. <laughs> I heard her voice. No, when, when her again. voice dropped, I was like, <laughs> no, no. We were all as equally surprised as Zendaya was <laughs> when yeah. she heard her voice. <laughs> and Zendaya played that flawlessly. Her face, she was like in utter um, betrayal. Like, she felt so betrayed. And like she just later, she's like, "Oh, now I see what this shit hit off." Because she was, because she just blew up her whole mom and sister, thinking that her sister's the one that told and that or whatever, and that they found the suitcase, right? And now the truth comes out that it's Jules and Elliot. Now I don't know, but I want, I do have a question to pose. Do y'all think that Rue knows that Jules and Elliot are fucking or not? No. Because and the only reason why I say this because I was looking at a clip again and. Um, she asks Elliot and she's like, um, why would you snitch on me? And then there's a long ass pause when he looks at her, she looks at him and then she looks at Jules and then she just gives like a, huh. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, maybe Ruth smelled a little bit of that little intermingle. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to tell some, and I feel like this goes back to like last week's episode because a lot of people think that Maddie may potentially know what's going on between Cassie and Nate and someone had mentioned that and I'm not going to phrase this properly you guys are in theaters you probably know this but I guess like the directors like do different scene cuts where they have like the actor okay portray like you know something's going on okay portray like you have no idea what's going on and then portray like you have suspicions and then they kind of use that to their advantage to piece the different scenes together to like kind of confuse the audience on if they know or not so i don't know if that was similar to like what happened in zendaya's case like if they wanted us to be confused if she knows or not i don't think she knows i think she would I, I think she may, I don't know. I didn't feel like she really had her suspicions, but maybe I have to rewatch that clip you saw. I feel like she, I just feel like in that moment, she just felt utter betrayal overall um, because, you know, she was Elliot's friend first and Jules was really suspicious of him. And then they grew close together and then he snitched her out on Jules, like after he kind of was enabling her to continue doing drugs in the first place. So it's like, who the fuck are you to call me out? It's interesting that you said that because, like, <clears throat> I rewatched the previous episode right before. And when him and Jules started making out for the first time, like, she sent a text saying, I'm outside. And I'm like, ooh, like, I wonder if she saw, like, through the window something happen, like, between the two of them. And she, like, texted them. And then, like, she goes to the bathroom, they make out on the bed, and then she just walks back in, and, like, there's just next to each other on the bed. Like, I don't know. I don't know what their dynamic is and if that's like something that's like whatever, but maybe it is, but, and then for, for Rude to come out of nowhere and just be like, I can't stand you. Like, I don't know what she is, what was going through her head when she was saying all that stuff to Jules. So, well, I don't know if y'all, if y'all remember um, last week when we talked about this, um, when we brought up, why, why did he tell Jules? Like, and remember, it was like, it went like three directions. I think I, um, like one thing that was said, I probably said it, it was uh, that he was definitely, it was like a motive, 
like I thought it was a whole motive for him to get, you know, in Joel's pants. So I thought it was a very strong connection when he said, like when Rue uh, Ru was like, huh, like, okay. When he, she was like, why'd you tell? Like, why'd you snitch? And I was like, ooh. And I was like, the, I was like, I feel like the real reason. And I, I think she caught on. So that's the only reason why I was saying, I'm pretty sure she knows. Like, I think that was her indication of saying, oh, I got it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why she didn't, no, that's why she didn't break her stance uh, in Jules' face. And she got even more mad. And she kept saying what she was saying and she wasn't going to break it because she's like, oh, I for sure know something was going on. I didn't like, like, I don't like you now. I didn't like you, like, when I said it last time. So you know what? And now that I see what's going on, I definitely don't like you. And I'm pissed because you flushed my pills down the toilet. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm done. Like, <laughs> look, I felt that entirely. I was like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty upset. And if I caught tea, I would be like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, if done. anything, I feel like it's maybe suspicion. I don't know. I feel like a lot of what she said to Jules was like left over from how season one ended more mm -hmm. than anything. And just oh, yeah. like the increased resentment that she was feeling from the situation itself and withdrawal. Um, I think eventually something will have to give in terms of, of Elliot. Cause I still don't, I don't know what's going on with him. I still don't trust him. I don't feel, I don't, oh. but I, I think a lot of the conversations she had with Jules was purely based off of their relationship more than anything Elliot had to do with. I think if he wasn't there, there was still would have been elements of like the things that she was saying about her and to her. Uh, I think because of just like one, the surprise of her being there in the first place, of her being involved, uh, of this feeling of betrayal that you all have already brought up that I think that like you love being loved still would have been said to some degree because there was still really no resolution in terms of like whatever was going on with Nate beyond the fact that, you know, he's terrible. <laughs> um, and you know, the threats near the end of season one. Um, but in addition to the fact that she left and she had brought that up, like you left me. And this is really the first time that the two of them had had like true, like this is how Ruth felt beyond the slight thing that she had said at the, the campfire. like. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I relapsed because you left, you weren't here. Uh, but this was like, the floodgates were open and they were just going to continue to be open. And the whole purpose of this episode was just like the destruction. Like she had posted the excerpt from the script of what Ali said of like, here's what happens when you're on addiction. And frankly, you know, I won't get too into it because, you know, ethics, but I've had people come to my office before and this is the result. Like I've had crisis sessions where people are like, yeah, I... This is what happened over the weekend and now you know my relationship with my partner or with my children or with my parents are like currently ruptured because of just what is ongoing as i'm trying to to navigate substance use concerns so i think a lot of what she said to jules would have been said regardless of elliot being there or not i think he just happened to add a little bit to it because now he's involved and there's maybe some element of suspicion but i don't know if she knows the fullness of, of what they got up to yeah, and I wonder if Elliot learned. I feel like, first off, Elliot's a messy bitch. Let's start there. Um, I was there for the drama, but then Elliot, okay, right before I get to Elliot, sorry, Jules is a G because Jules held her shit there. She was so monotone and flat 
but to be there and just be like, I love you and support you and try not to like make it worse and just take that heat that Rue was giving she took was it. crazy. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna give her I'm gonna give her the kudos of that. Still she's still she's fucked up for some things, but we'll get into that later. Um Elliot's ass. When Elliot says, um, what does he say? Um he says, I shouldn't I like have said her. anything to her. Oh, that is not my place. I said, you can't retract that oh, shit now, girl. little messy boy. Um, and I was like, you see what happens when you start playing with all the sides and you try to be being this person? This is what happens. Yeah. If you learn anything, probably not. <laughs> but I was like, good, you're going to deal with this. Yo, like everybody is against Elliot on this podcast. I feel like I'm the only one that can kind of empathize with the poor guy. I am not I, Team Elliot, I but I'm not against him. Unpack that. We need to what, unpack is he, what, is, okay. what is there to empathize about? It's it not is. necessarily empathizing, but I think he's like coming to a point where he's realizing himself that he doesn't want to be a, a sloppy bitch. You know, like he wants to try to rechange some things. And he thinks that the healthiest thing to do is to tell Jules what happened, you know? And he knew that like, things were gonna happen with him and Jules. And he's like, you know what? I can't keep lying to you. I can't keep telling you that like, your girlfriend's not doing drugs anymore. So I wanna help you out. And then like, when they were doing their scenes where everybody had like their little moment in whatever their area was, where like, Lexi was in like the theater and like, Cassie was in front of her flowers and all that stuff. Elliot was in a church and he was looking up. So it was like, he was he was coming to a point where he's like, you know what? I gotta start doing the right thing. I gotta start making the right moves. And you start seeing Power. a little bit too when he blew away the drugs. And he's like, you know what? I don't wanna do these drugs. And like, I don't wanna be that sloppy hoe anymore. I kind of wanna just like make sure that I'm coming I'm, to terms with are everything. Are you sure? Because I mean, he's he's also, okay, they're he's also high school children. Dead. They are yeah, too, I yes. feel like He's I feel like he genuinely together. You can't do that. I feel like he just, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, Darth. I feel like he just, again, kind of what we talked about last week, I feel like he sometimes doesn't realize the impact of his actions until it gets to a point where it's too late. I, do, I don't think he has the best intentions going into things, but when he realizes, oh, shit's hitting the fan right now, what did I do? Like, he tries to retract it, but to the point where it's, for yeah, example, this episode, it's kind of too late. You gotta too late. own You gotta own that shit, like Rue's mother said, you know? Uh, like, he's you know, a kid, he's trying to figure it out. It, it don't he's matter. in high school. Uh, listen, he's this not, is very high school. I don't know, some people were saying this, this is not my high school, and you know, it wasn't my high school in per se, because there wasn't as like graphic in that regard, but with the messiness and you know, people talking behind their backs and people like so, saying some really heavy, like deep cutthroat shit. I feel like that's so high school though. And I think, yeah, and your point, I do see it now, Dars, um, with Elliot, that he does have a chance, he wants a chance at redemption, but he just keeps, fuck, he keeps doing it after the fact. That's his problem. His intentions, yeah. his intentions are good. I don't think he's in the wrong for saying, hey, this person is, the addict that y'all told me is an addict is still doing drugs. I do not think he's in the wrong for saying that. Um, as we stated before, you know, high school, this may not be your high school, but they, the way they approach these the these subjects is very high school. They approach it wrong. Uh, it can be messy at times, and they don't know what the hell the hell they're doing. It's very high school in the approach. 
<laughs> I don't think this was my high school, but I'm messy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not messy. Comment Chris knows. Comment Chris knows. You heard it here first. You heard it here. Grandmaster <laughs> Hoop is a dumpster fire of mess. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I just, I can empathize with Elliot just wanting to do the right thing. And, you know, but if you're going to do the right thing, you need to accept what comes from it. You know, whatever comes after, just, you know, accept it. You're a part of it now. You, I, into, know. I mean, Elliot's like, the thing, my shit list he is right like, now. I don't think he's an addict. I think he's a user, right? And there's a difference between the user and the addict. And so, okay. like, he, like when he goes and tells someone like hey you know what they're using drugs like that's when you like you, you come to a come to jesus moment and you're like okay well like let's try to fix the situation i don't think he really knew that like rue has been in rehab multiple times like what yeah. he saw i said that too last week i don't think he knew the the gravity of the situation right mm -hmm. when he saw rue drinking and he's like bro what are you doing you can't be doing that while you're on this like it was a genuine like concern because like if he planned to like go get alcohol and he knew that Rue was going to drink alcohol while being on that stuff, he would have, he wouldn't have said anything. He would have just been quiet. But like, he was like genuinely concerned for Rue and he's like, yo, what, why are you drinking while on these drugs? Like this can kill you. Like, what do you like? And so I think that kind of like woke him up and he's like, shoot, like, I don't, I don't want to be responsible for this girl dying on me. I don't want Jules to be pissed off that I didn't say anything. Just like right. how I was pissed off that Gia didn't say anything. So you have those duality moments and then you have to like, kind of like realize like, all right, like, is he trying to do the right thing? I think so. Is he sloppy? Oh. A little, but I mean like what else? Like I would have done the same thing. Like if I saw someone was an addict, like I'd go to like their principal figure and be like, yo, it's his actions afterwards. He 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 does something nice and then does something super fucked up right after every single time. It makes no sense. That's what did he do fucked up after though? Like he like he literally he literally gave the girl drugs. Like he literally is like is the reason why she's, she's getting drugs. At this fair, point. He didn't like, know he's doing he didn't okay. know was an addict. No, no, but he listen, but, cool but, then but it was his idea to go get the alcohol. Why would you, why would you do that? And he's like, you shouldn't be drinking. Like, okay, you're so smart. And then after that, he goes and kisses Jules or messes with Jules. That's even so much smarter. Congratulations. And then, okay, let's go to this, the episode we're at right now. He literally snitched, like, like he, <laughs> he literally snitched to Jules that Rue was doing drugs then goes like the last thing we see is them both naked like he walking into the room like obviously they fucked like okay congrats like you did it again helping you helped him so much you are he, so helpful he moves him, then, it, it moves himself says, along says, oh, too I should have I should have you know he shouldn't have been involved in any of this oh my god maybe maybe <laughs> like, but, that's how, but that's how children learn is it's after high the school facts. it's the high so, school of it all yeah right. but it's a it's a it's the intent it's the oh like i'm a feel like i'm doing something great but then you're an asshole right afterwards i i have no like i'm sorry i don't care like they're they gotta be of age to understand like, you're, you're, maybe, maybe if chris has stop. children he gonna be pissed as fuck <laughs> that's, that's what we're hearing I, I don't want to harp on Elliot too much. Yeah. There's a lot more happening in this episode. Speaking this dude redeeming. has like three more episodes to uh, redeem himself. So we shall see. But um, 
you know, the next bit of the episode, I, I would like to just call the running of the room or, or run, Rue, run. And then um, she's in the car and she drops out. Okay, hold up real quick. See, I don't want to hop on this too much because like, I feel a lot of this was played for comedy, but it's like, it's like, it's that dramatic situational irony because it's funny watching her run around this town making a fool of herself, but it's also very sad because she's, you know, making a fool of herself. <laughs> well, she's relapsing and she's in desperation trying to figure out how she's going to get money or get drugs or, and, but why didn't they put the child lock on the door? Yes, honey, <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, the whole time I was watching it with uh, Captain Falcon and I was like, the child lock, the child lock. <laughs> She's going to hop out the car. She's going to hop out the car. <laughs> they even gave her the option. They were like, do you want a sit shotgun? I'm like, you got an option? There's no options here. I don't think she- I guess to, they didn't want to like throw her needed, off. They, she needed to sit shotgun so her mama can just be like, get your ass back in the car. Like grab her and pull her back in. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Rue would have punched that bitch in the face and got out. <laughs> That's what she would have done. Um, but she ran like, out of anxiety. Do you do like you... Gia didn't get out of the car and run after Rue. Oh yeah, Gia like, was like, Mom, go was, get her. Was, oh my god, Gia's like, face my every sister, time she was screaming was hilarious. I would have booked out the car if that was my sister. She would not have been able to like not like oh. run away from me. There's no way. Absolutely I would have I would have been bear hugging Rue. I'm like, you ain't going anywhere. She could be clawing at me, headbutting me. But um someone brought you... up a like, why didn't the cops like try to taser her or something like while she was running around? Okay, the cops, the cops are questionable too. They're all slow as hell. Uh, They're all slow as hell. They're not agilic at all. Uh, I'm sorry, agile. Clarity in terms of, I felt this was like a cinematic decision. There was no clarity into the reason why she was being apprehended in the first place anyway. Yeah, like it was just, it was just, it was just like, um. Someone thrown up on the street is no, no grounds for, they doing it for cinematic purposes. They need a show. I don't know. Because like <laughs> if you if you go and like they're like, hey, where are you going? And they're like, I'm going Hugh. I'm going Hugh. and then it's like be, it's you because she ran. It's because she and ran. And then she ran and Which, they're like, oh shoot, we got to run. you like, know so all about that. You know all about that. We're not gonna that. bring that up on this public podcast. Oh my gosh, fine. <laughs> we will not bring this up. Um, I want to hear about this later. Oh, we can talk about it on the show. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned for the post show. But um, hold up. Do you think it was smart of her too to tell her that she's not taking her to the ER? I thought that was a really dumb move. Yeah. Dumbass move too. Yeah, stupid. So stupid. Like, why, why You're you supposed to stop in front of the place and be like, "Yeah, we're not at the ER." Like, right? I was like, <laughs> wait, "Come on, come on." They should have Baker acted her. To be really honest, when she started like hurting stuff. Like, 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 literally, like hurting herself with the door, and like, literally, that, like, they could have like called immediately. But I guess, like, you know, it's different because, because they were like, you know, she's been through this. They, they, they put trust in her again, and you know, that was probably the problem. But that run scene um, was cool because I was like, all right, Rue, you're athletic as fuck now, because that bitch could not ride a bike before. Hold up, so <laughs> she would have jump all this shit. Listen, she did everything with a limp. She was limping the whole time. Yes. I, I was like, you cops suck. How are you not catching this limp like girl? Like, come parkour. Like, parkour. Right. Get this girl. Somebody. And oh she my. was falling on glass. She was falling on cactuses. <laughs> oh, my God. She was falling <laughs> on, she on the table. Not a single cut was on her. There was no blood anywhere. I'm like, 
Or some bullshit. I don't believe this. <laughs> oh my gosh. What happens after this run? Oh, okay. Oh, well, the, she, next, the first place she stops at is Cassie's house. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She stops at Fez's first. She stops at Oh, yeah, but then Fez wasn't there. Fez wasn't there, but, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to bring in like a little nerd into this. Did anybody get the slightest bit of Spider-Man vibes? Don't do that because Spider-Man took from Ferris Bueller's day off, so. Exactly. Re- yeah. But they're I, just doing it again. She was I, running through the I did. The, the real MJ. The same like <laughs> grill thing that she stepped on was like the same set from uh, Spider-Man. I don't know. I, no, I'm no, like, no. I, I, I got that homage. vibe too. I, I did, but I didn't want to say anything because I was like, I, I did. You're welcome. It. it takes away from the realist realism of the show. So I was like, let me not even say it. So. But her first stop was Fez, but then her next stop was Cassie's house. Well, she went to Fez's Tw- or twice, two different twice. locations? She, no, she went to Fez's the first time. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. And then she went back after. Okay, so back. So, yeah, and then she went to Cassie's are. house. Then she went back to Fez's house. Then she went to the robbery and then to that lady's house. Well, here we are. Um, well, here, let's talk about Fez real quick because I'm sure that'd be really quick. But, you know, when she does make it into Fez's house, you know. Uh, Fez was hired for shit, especially when she touched his grandma's pills. Like he's yes, like, "Oh no, no, you got it. Get on up out of here." Well, like, she pushed him not- too. No, it was it was the push. It was the push that was like, "Oh, she gotta go." Yeah, <laughs> well, he he said he was like, "We're not doing this right now." No, it was the he grabbed. She grabbed the pills, and she was he was kindly yeah. telling her, "Okay, you gotta leave." But, and but then, then when she pushed him, that's when he was like, okay, yeah. like, no, we're not doing this. But like right. her grabbing his grandmother's pills was like, okay, you cannot be here anymore. And then I think the, the, the push definitely just threw him over. He's like, oh, this is what we're doing? Okay. I'm yeah. going to carry your ass out. And, I, and like I, the first episode, they showed like his grandma. So like did. the audience is now like, oh, dang, like she went into like forbidden territory, you know? Well, that's the thing is that, see, I ride this thin line with Fez because I'm like, I don't want to blame all this on Fez. Of course, Rue's got all these other problems, but Fez is definitely kind of an enabler in the situation of Rue and her drug use. And, you know, he's put up, he's put like, you know, he's let her stay on the couch before and she's like, you know, high or in relapse. I mean, not relapse. Uh, yes, relapse. What am I saying? No, I'm sorry. Withdrawals and whatnot. Um, and I think she's had some of the grandma's pills before. No, no, like, no but they were talking to her. He also never gave her hard drugs. He, no, but it's like, you know, he's definitely not. He's a good Fez, friend. Fez can't, you know? Fez can't go up to the mom. Are you crazy? Rue would snitch his ass out. Like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Very no delicate doubt. subject. Like Rue, like he has like a whole business and stuff. So he has to like conduct it in a very certain manner because bringing heat back to that is going like, be dumb you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh no I, I i hear you but it's just like it's it's uh it's so because like he's part of the issue of her drug uh, drug abuse you know he's- yeah but i see again i i'm trying to root for the other guy because like here we see fez and he's like yes like he gave her drugs to start but he's always been like that big brother to her you know like always trying to take care of her and anytime she did want to do something that was stronger he's like Nah, Rue, you don't want to do that. You know, like, he's always, like, trying to, like, be like, no, like, you yeah. need to, like, stay in your lane. Like, if you want a little recreational fun, sure. But, like, when uh, Mouse, is his name Mouse? Mouse. Mouse. 
Mouse. Yeah, when Mouse went and like gave her the fentanyl, like he was like jumping out of his skin to like protect her. You know, like he was like trying his best to be like, well, no, that's get that's the up. thin line. That's the thin line because he is yeah. a he's not a bad person. He's no. just not a good person for Rue right he's now. He's a drug dealer. Right. You don't think that's good job. for for Rue? To a degree, again, he's a good person. He has morals. It's just how the situation has, you know, evolved throughout their time together. But the yeah. thing is, like, the drug dealer's not responsible for the person's exactly. action. You know? I'm not, not, I'm not saying he is. responsible, but, like, I feel like in life, there everyone has to get to a certain point where even if they're not in the direct wrong in the situation, you do have to accept the fact that you do play a part in the situation. Right. So although Fez is not responsible, and I love Fez, he's not responsible for her actions, but he, and I think he does know and accept the fact that he does play a part in her addiction. Yeah. And it's not that he's a bad friend. It's just when you're getting to a point in your life, especially when you're trying to get sober, there's, you just start to realize there's people you can't, be around so like if you're trying to you know for example if you're trying not trying to drink as much it's not so much that your friends who do go out drinking every weekend are bad people and they're bad for you it's just maybe you can't hang out with them as much because they are partaking in those actions and Fez right. does that's his business you know he can't really help it but well, he doesn't I don't, I don't think like he like um he doesn't encourage it not even the slightest no. when no when, I don't think he when, encourages when, it but again it's just the fact that he's running that business and he can't help that. It's just, Plus, it's, again, like, it's not like intentional. It's no, just, it, he it, does it, play a part though. You can't deny that he does play a part. Well, I would, I would, uh, well, I would say he really kind of, every time she's ever been in a bad spiral, he does not give her anything. Like he will not, mm -hmm. he's not, every time she spirals, he doesn't give her anything. So I don't even think he should feel responsible for anything. Every time something's going on with her, he's uberly protective and won't give her anything. He just kicked her out. Like, I don't think he should feel that responsible. I mean, maybe like in the past, but even like, but he's like trying to stop her from doing anything. And regardless, if he sold it to her, she was going to find it another way and she, it was going to happen some way, somehow. So it's really- There it is. I think her. that's what it is. Like he knows that she's going to do whatever she can to get it. And he's like, you know, if you're going to get it from someone, get it from me because you know that I can trust you. Also, he never really charged it. He never really charged her for anything. He like anytime she went to to Ash and she's like, "Oh, put it on my tab." And Ash is like, "You don't have a tab. Like you got to pay up." Yeah. But like I think the biggest thing is like with literally every character on this show, there's an element of like you could feel sympathy for them and maybe like that part of them, but also recognize that some of the things they're doing aren't really great influences. And so I think you can like Fez, like, like people certainly do. I, I mean, I enjoy watching him, but also recognize too that it's like, there is that contribution. He isn't wholly responsible, but like you did still sell her drugs in the past and she does still have access. She has been around you at times in which she, she has been relapsing this and so I think there, there's an element of like, you can still like him, but recognize there are faults, just like every single character on the show. Um, right. So. I need to clarify something for the audience out there. I'm not condoning drug dealers. I'm also not trying to say that I'm on the side of drug dealers. I'm just trying to illuminate the situation of what was going on with Fez and kind of like 
not that he's not a bad guy, but just like trying to put in perspective of like yeah. he's trying to pass he's, out of the he's not a he's not a bad guy. I just when he said, you know, we're not doing this today, and you know, as as far as the push, that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because that, to me, I, I don't know, that just felt like the missing ownership of or contribution to the situation i don't know because as much as we say he's a big brother uh you know i didn't see the uh, taking the taking the pills was great but putting her out you wanted to do but so. no i'm not done i was gonna say you know but i get it everybody's fed up with rue at this point uh you know <laughs> everybody's fed up with rue so i get i get it i get it but at the same time it's like we need to recognize it as a disease, as Ali so perfectly stated before. Yeah. And, you know, putting her out was not necessarily, I mean, again, I get it, you're fed up, you're angry, but I don't know if that was the best thing for him to, if he was really looking out for her, you know? But yeah, granted, but you're not he, gonna you're not gonna wrestle with this girl trying to get your grandma's pills all yeah. night. So. I was gonna say, if he left her in the house, you just would have found some of his drugs, whether right. it be his grandma's, so it's like, He's kind of put in a tough situation and i think anyone who does have an addict in their life goes through that tough situation it's like that balance between you want to be that tough love but you also want to give them you know that gentle that that tlc it's like where where's the balance you know i think fez has been there for rue a fucking lot okay yeah um, they say he wasn't and to me, like when people, I'm not, I'm not saying like you, like didn't oh, say, no, I'm, I'm just saying, saying I'm just that, saying, I'm like, just saying. I'm saying like with Fez, to kick her out um, is not that big of a deal. But I think the bigger deal is like the fact that Rue, like he looks out for her like a sister. And honestly, Fez is kind of like her only male presence like it at all um you know what i'm saying she doesn't have her dad she doesn't have us of two he's kind of like the one there for her so i think that he did exactly what the fuck he needed to do which was send that bitch packing because had he kept her there you know she would have felt a lot of things could have happened it could have spiraled other controllers that make more damage and she's just like you need to go away and like he just cut it right there like and it's probably because experience and like things that he knows but um nah i think that what fez did um i was very like good fez good for you because um she needed to go she was disrespecting your shit and um i think that even in other seasons i mean yeah he gave her drugs like in the season one and stuff like that but like he's always like weird her off and he's the one that kind of like understands rue like more than like a lot of people in the show um so when it came to that scene of it um i honestly fez just opening his fucking door for her uh to get into that house was enough she crossed it and so he sent her packing i think that that was the better i think what else could he have done they're like oh he could have like um not kicked her out and like put her on the couch and, like so after told the mom or things like that but he didn't even have to even open the door for her you know what i'm saying like he didn't have to he's like could tell that she was like fucking fucked up you know what i'm saying i don't know that's well, my take on it let's look at the other <laughs> spectrum from her other previous stop uh the house of uh, cassie and lexi very yes. different kind of i mean two different situations as far as her relationships with fez versus those sisters um different approach of how they dealt with it and of course um, another spiral a very 
big. I did not. Oh, at, well, um, what I you saw it. Drop Cassie's thing. The, the moment, the moment, because I, I do y'all watch it with the captions? Yeah. Yeah. The moment when I noticed that Cassie was the one who said one day at a time. Dumbass. Uh, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Stupid ass bitch. When she said that shit and she said one question, my fingers were clapping. I was, I was like, like, oh, she's get about her to. fucking ass through. Ooh, she's going to get school her. Gas. It was, so it was, hard. it kind of caught me off when Rue, when Rue did go off because honestly, like the way everyone's reaction was, at first I was like, wait, should, should, he, should she have said anything? And then everybody was like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, I mean, like, that's not bad advice, you know? And then, Boom, Rue. I was like, oh, so that she didn't want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, she just spilled everything. Like, so that was so unnecessary to oh. what was originally said. <laughs> like, but they're all, you remember, they're all high schoolers. <laughs> no, no, no. no, this has nothing to do with that. It had I nothing mean, to do with No, it. before, before we even get into that, we have to, we have to set the cap. We have to set the stage. When she gets in there, her first thing is that she's like, oh, she's sick, she needs to go to the bathroom. And then what does she do? She goes for pills first, sees that she doesn't get the pills that she needs, which also just shows that. And then she steals the gold rings for money, right? right? So she can go ahead and sell that shit to get more drugs or to give it back to the lady, right? And things like that. And then she's just gonna come back and leave. She was not out there to come and blow that shit up. But then when she realized that they were trying to trap that bitch again, Again, it's that explosion and blowing that shit up. She says, if I'm going down, you're all coming down with yes, me. And she okay. blew that fucker up. She knew exactly. And I said, you, I, I didn't say you go, bitch, like, damn, yes. But I said, ooh, we're here. Let's go. <laughs> See, I didn't think they'd call her mom, but I'm really glad they did because that just shows because they're friends, but we don't really see them be friends. Like, specifically, like, Maddie and Rue. Like, when Maddie hugged Rue, that felt really genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't really see, you know, Rue interact with them enough. So uh, I really like that they called the mom. But yes, the, it was, uh, we talking, you know, portrayal before with Jules and Elliot. This was just another portrayal layer cake. It's a, a portrayal cake. That's what you call it. But do you think that she called the mom or do you think that the mom had called them saying, hey, yeah. if she comes to have, let me know. Because when the mom was there and having a conversation, she's like, she's not good, you know? And all of them were kind of acting. So when Maddie gave that hug, I was like, oh, she really cares? Or they knew if Rue came to act normal before they intervened that hug. I'm going to go ahead and assume when Gia was on her phone, she was texting people, telling them, and yeah, and I think that shit. I think Maddie and them all knew that when she came in, that's why they acted surprised, but they were not fucking surprised. They knew that she was coming and that they were like, we're trying to keep the peace there till the mom get there. Like, that's why I said, when Maddie gave her that hug, I was like, Maddie hugging someone? Um, hey. No. She hugs people. We have seen a very vulnerable, gentle side of Maddie this season. All right. I am not one for Maddie slandering. I will not put up with it. Mm-hmm. Like That's that one time Elliot was good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I do think there's a different side of Maddie when she's not directly connected to Nate. But yeah, I I didn't anticipate this would be the way that she found out to be honest, which is similar to how we talked about it last week, but I didn't anticipate that was how Cal would go off or like the family would find out. Like, I think we're just getting a lot of like revelations just as they they come. Um, and I think what, what was really interesting about that is, is Sydney Sweeney definitely just, she played it off. Like she was great at the, 
What? <laughs> like oh no, 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 you're good, you're good. It's just watching yeah. her unravel. Yes, where she's trying to save face and, and try to, and the, the, even the quick switch as far as like, we're, we're seeing both Rue and Cassie just being so like, doing everything they can to, to into their advantage as far as like Rue using this as a distraction and then Cassie saying, well, like she quickly changing to like, she's a drug addict, like she lies, why do you believe her? Like, and it's just so interesting just to see, I don't know, the, the characters try to figure it out on the fly. Like, and I think it was brought up a little earlier where like, they're not thinking any of this through because they're 17. Like there, there is no concept of like what a, a consequence will look like until the thing has happened. And now I have to figure out how to like deal with this. Um, and so it's always interesting to see all of them interact rather than just on their own, because I think we see that in play as far as just what those relationships look like, that they can be really supportive, but they can also be really destructive. Uh, but Rue is at the center of it this time around, uh, compared to the last episode. Yeah, I think one thing from that scene that I immediately thought of is when she was stealing, trying to steal the earrings from Lexi, just like knowing Lexi's background and how her father, mm-hmm. like the last time she saw her father, like he was stealing from them. So like, imagine like if Rue- Damn, she, I didn't even think had, of that. Like if she ended up, did she end up keeping the earrings? I can't remember. I think she, she just Yeah, she kept the earrings. Yeah, she, yeah so it's yeah. like- Yeah, she gave it to the lady. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure like if, I, I, I don't remember if they, fell out of her pocket or something but yeah that makes sense so like she stole earrings from her best friend who has had that experience so i feel like when lexi like sees that i feel like that's just gonna hit differently that's like the one thing on top of you know the you know maddie finally coming out of hiding her psych psycho part that was great i'm so excited for next episode i'm about to get violent (laughs) cassie's a little cassie's a little bitch bro because let me t- when Cassie when Cassie crazier. said she's like she said I'm crazier. First off, she pussied out when Maddie's up <gasps> in her fucking face. Oh, she's right? a liar. What does Cassie do? <laughs> she's like I'm crazier. She runs away up the fucking <laughs> stairs. Okay, and because she's a little bitch. And then the second thing is when um what should we call it? What happened with Cassie? Um, gosh, oh when she flipped it on Rue, I said. There you go, bitch. She's like one step at a time. Oh, I'm I'm Kiki King, best friends with you. And then she's like, you a drug addict. And Rue's like, huh? See, bitch, I knew it. Um, yep. Hell nah. Cassie lost mad cred there, and I was like, wow, Cassie. Yeah. You know what? You got what was coming to you, bitch. Oh, and my favorite line in that whole uh, scene is actually so stupid. It's Cat's line. She's like, Cass, that was really bad. <laughs> what the fuck, yeah. <laughs> no I, shit, cat. It's fucking no, terrible. It's the mother. <laughs> it's the mother. I don't care who's fucking who. Right, <laughs> right. Like, yes, yes, we're having an intervention. intervention. Stop acting like an <laughs> animal. What does Susie say? Stop acting like an animal or something like that. And then Lexi's like, you want to go for a walk, Cass? Yes. I also feel like Maddie's lines were not like um, so scripted to the point because there's sometimes where I feel like Maddie is like uh, improving a little bit and she's not the best improver. She's not like on the days of obviously and like all people's level, but when she's like, shut the fuck up, Cap. Just, and she's like, I knew this bitch self-centered. I'm going to beat your ass. I was like, mm, I don't know if that was the delivery like written how it was, but you know what? Yeah. Maddie, Maddie does talk like this, so I'm not mad about it. I was literally going to say, I'm not sure if like Maddie's like performance was 100% believable like that she would blow up like 
right away as soon as she heard it. Like, I, I feel like she would, if they would have given us like a little teaser of her being like, is everything okay with like you and Nate? Or like something where like they would have questioned it before. And then like this blew up. She's like, I knew it. You know, like, if no, that this was, happened, like this was the perfect way to do it. Yeah, yeah because that disbelief. blew it up. Cause a lot of people didn't guess it because they never brought it up. Well, it's like because that. you thought they understood the assignment of the intervention. Uh, I mean, which they did understand, uh, but then, you know, Rue in her Rueisms just to say, I know how to get out of here. Let me drop this truth bomb. They'll never see it coming. It was perfect. It was a giant smoke screen. That's all it was. And then she did. You think Rue knew how to get what? out there? Or you, did you think Rue like planned it out being like, if I blow this up, there's a way for me to get out. Oh, I think, oh 100%. I, I, think, I feel like she didn't plan it out. I think she just knew that if she was going to have an event, she was going to blow it up. And then in the chaos, she would leave. But I don't think she was thinking like that far ahead. I think she was just saying, you know what, Cassie, stop being a little fucking bitch. Why are you fucking Nate Jacobs at yeah, that point? And yeah, like, you, you just divert right. the attention. But then she found an opportunity to leave once in the, in the chaos. I don't think she was like planning yeah. it all the way I through. I think it was two parts. I think it was one part planned. One part, fuck this bitch, uh -huh. and so she dropped that shit. I'm gonna have to go with Apex on this one. I think I think it wasn't planned at all. I think she was just really pissed off, and she was like, "Wait a minute, bitch! Did I just see you going at me as Chuck the other week? Oh, okay, right, right, right. Like you can't give me no advice about anything. I think that's the what she was giving because I was like, "Yo, why did she stop with her so hard? Like I was so shocked." Very shocked. I think it's both parts, though. I think this was... entire episode was like shock factor after shock factor after shock factor. It just didn't stop. And then this was like peak for me. And I'm like, is Cassie about to get her ass whooped right now? And then when Rue like left the house and she was running, and I was like, damn, I didn't want to see Rue run. I want to see Cassie get her ass whooped. Because <laughs> I, I, uh, I know, I know Maddie. Yes. I feel like it was two parts. So I think Rue like wanted to like blow Cassia, but I think there was a part of that knew like I want to take all eyes off me, not to mm -hmm. more so escape, but to take the attention off of her. I think oh, like yeah. after the fact, then she thought, okay, this is my perfect time to escape. But I think there was like a little part of her that also was like, okay, let me just take the attention, the heat off me, as we would say. She projected ruined everything <laughs> she ruined, <laughs> ruined. Ooh, i like it wow. <laughs> good job nieces pieces ruined. come on and i would like to let everyone know that this play that lexi gonna write is gonna be a fucking masterpiece yeah and then she's like she's like cassie do you want to go on a walk what the fuck, Lexi? Sorry, let me get the let me get the script the the the, the scoop. Tell me how you're feeling the, at this yeah. moment. I want to know every detail. Right, it's I'm going yes. for my uh for my, my for Oklahoma for Oklahoma. <laughs> right. Oh my god, I, oh I don't like her. But yes, mm -hmm. I think Cassie's the uh, her, her face changes a bunch during that scene. If Zendaya can, <laughs> if Zendaya is up for best uh, actress, you know, actress. I think Sydney, right? Sydney's her name. Sydney, uh, Sydney. Her and Jules could be up for uh, supporting. Um, just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I, it was her face the whole time. What? Yeah, I, and I can't wait for the next episode where Cat. Ooh, I'm gonna see what the fuck gonna happen with Cassie and Maddie. Maddie. Maddie's gonna drop that disc next episode. You but know, that's that's like that's like later on. We still got so much more this episode to talk about. Oh no, like, no, 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 I'm okay. Right, yeah. no, I'm just saying. But um, 
I mean, as far as the rest of the episode goes, it's a lot. I call it the hot pursuit. It is Rue committing crime now, breaking and entering, which was a hilarious scene too. Uh, did you notice how many the times stakes are es- the, the stakes are escalating. The, the stakes, stakes are, are escalating because now it's not it's not just friends and she went into traffic. Now she's like breaking and entering and like people are getting their cars crashed into and like shit like that. Right, right. Oh, she's, she's causing major damage all around. I don't even know what city they're setting. Causing major damage. A lot of charges. Right. A lot of court cases. LA. Do you think there's any meaning behind the dogs? She met a lot of dogs on her little run. I don't know if y'all noticed. Did you notice the dogs? Yeah, she, yeah, she met a lot of dogs. I don't know if that was the the most like meaningful part of the episode. But there okay. were you know <laughs> Yeah, Harold was like iconic role. <laughs> Harold, that was the the first dog. The one that was like there, you think he's gonna do anything? She's just like, come here, little puppy. And then he like sits on her. She's like, oh God, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just looking into things. Uh, either way. Um, I think the important part is like she almost got trafficked. Uh, yeah, that was really bad. Oh, oh that's yes. Oh, and before like we get into that one, just, just talk to her first about the first breaking in ring. When she's at the safe and she goes one, two, three, four, five, I bet you bitches was gagged because you know how many people probably have that safe combination of that and one, 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 one. one, one oh one, my one, gosh. One. I saw that and I said, genius. And then when she's like, get the gun, how did she get out of that house? Oh. That is a wild Spider-Man material right there. Yeah, I, I Crazy that she got out that house and she's limping and she's still there and the police chasing stuff. And then she finally hits the fan because she's like, oh, I have to give this money as loyalty. But she's really there for the drugs, which is what Dr. Rika said, um, which I'm gonna call it in the beginning. And I cannot wait because that uh, that part was cynical. And it felt like a scary movie. I don't know about oh, y'all. It was, like, very yeah, much, yeah. Yeah. it was like a horror movie. I don't know if y'all watch with captions, but it said like for foreboding music. Um, I was like, yeah. yeah, that's making it yes. worse for me. Uh, yeah, just the, from the moment she walked in, you know, that lady is very calculating. Okay, I can't, you can't get a read on her other than you know. I was gonna you, say it's so weird though, because like I felt like she was like so nice and trying to take care of her, and she's like, no, the first time, like, what was that? She is not being nice. She's being nice on purpose. It's like oh, like grooming her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's also a sociopath. And let me. I understand what it's like to be an addict. And here's a whole like research article that I read. And like, are you sure that you don't want the morphine? And let's get you in the in the bath and like get you comfortable. I'm gonna take care of you. I knew that you know as soon as you came into my life, you were gonna be in it forever. It's like classic like setting her up for disaster 100 and then she goes and pulls out the bag filled with other drugs in a closet filled with other drugs and she's like i only have morphine like (laughs) "Mm, okay interesting i think she convinced me that there was nothing wrong like i thought she was being super nice for so long oh my gosh no no even even when Rue left the house, I was like, "Wait, no!" Trying to traffic her. No, no I mean, am I wrong? And yes, when she said it, she said it. She said her screen. Well, she said it. She said, "Um, well, Rue, uh, thankfully you're a woman. You always got something that people want." Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Weird. Like now she's doing too much. 
But it was just the fact that Rue was able to like, she was like in a whole bed, like by herself and she was able to get up and leave. I was like, was this intentional? Like I, this was, it was such a, like a very um, misplacing feeling, I guess the teacher was giving that I couldn't completely read the situation. Cause mm -hmm. at, at first when she gave her the morphine, I was like, she is, she did throw up out of nowhere and she is going through withdrawal. So I think the morphine was like, I was like, is that not? And I kept asking, I was like, is, is morphine what she need? I'm not like big on drugs, but is this not going to help her? And then I mean, she it was, like, did. Weird about it. And it I was did, like, but okay. if someone wanted like, okay. to have her way with her, yeah, and I and I thought that was going to happen. I was like, did someone have her way? Well, with that's her? The, like, well, that's <laughs> the thing though. I think something happened because she, you know, she went under the bath, under the water, and she just wakes up with clothes on. You know, I don't well, that she was like that. She was like was like sexually assaulted or something from like yes. the guys inside yes. there or something. Yeah, no, I mean that's I that's a possibility. Right, I don't think it's hard to though. Hard to be kind of like as pure as possible when you're selling something. Like, not saying that I do this to the listeners out there, but I'm saying like in the mindset of that, like you would want her to be kind of like this, like oh, like here's this little seventeen year old girl that's untouched, like who wants to bid for her, you know, like obviously in like the darkscapes of like the world, you know? So I don't think like just having one of her henchmen go and have his way with her was going to do anything, especially if she's like a- If you kind of pay like, for it. Yeah, but that's like what the henchman is going to pay for it. I don't think the henchman- was, yeah. it was just the illusion. It, it, the intention was just the fact that it could have happened was right. terrifying. Well, no, no, it's also to allude to when she's in the morphine back to her dad dying that's and like what she's in the water and stuff. So it was a very like, it was it was like a, a choice in the story to like really bring back humanity to like her thing because she's like coming back to it um, with it. But um, I was going to say, all those fucking birds in that house, that shit was a fucking, that was a giveaway that this bitch is a human trafficker. If you got mad birds in your house, you, I'm just kidding. No, I'm fucking blaming you. That's fucking blasphemy. But no, <laughs> it's true, though. Like that, that is, I, I've heard that that is why people have birds because they make noises. So it's oh like, kind of like, like alert. And well, that's why I said that. Yeah, no, but that's why I said like, they were like, oh, like, you think she's caged? No, like she was caged. They had the doorknob. They didn't expect. They expect someone to wake up. Like you know what I'm saying. And just Rue just got that lucky that she was able to like leave. Oh. But I don't think. You know, I, don't, post, I think they had I, the door locked. Yeah. But I think the thing is we have to remember is Lori is a businesswoman. I don't think she's that concerned about Rue escaping because she knows she's a drug addict, and she and oh. I think the morphine was another reason just to help continue getting her fixed so like as long as rue knows that i can go to this woman to get my next foot fixed like lori knows rue's going to continue coming back to her she'll be back and the fact that like she opened this suitcase of drugs can very much portray the fact that money anything rules her 10k that's probably nothing to this woman so she like i think she knew from the beginning even though fez said that rue wasn't a drug addict she very much knew that this girl was gonna be a drug addict that's why she said i you're gonna I knew from the moment I met you you're gonna be with my life in a while so she I think in a way especially when Rue came to her asking for the suitcase and everything she knew that this was gonna happen she knew Rue was gonna oh. not be able to pay her back and that she was gonna do some stupid shit with the drugs and I think that's what she intended and what she wanted so I feel like this opens up doors 
on that relationship for maybe next season or for the remainder of the season. Who knows where the remainder of the season is going to go. But now Rue, I think she just opened that door for Rue even further just by giving her that suitcase of drugs. And I think that was very much her intention. So I have a lot of anxiety. Like I, I think we talked about this before. Like as a woman, I think one of my biggest fears is that like being like sold into sex trafficking. So I'm very anxious for Rue <laughs> for the remainder of however long this show goes on until that woman is out of her life or put to bed or something. Like I'm scared for her. That's yeah, because the door is not closed. Mm-hmm. The door is not closed. Yes. Mm-mm. Like yeah. the whole thing just gave me like, I was like, oh no. Um, okay. Wait, so, so quick question. So remember the lady, she, the teacher, she told Ruth she owed her only a certain amount. Wasn't it three? only like 3000 or something? No, she only had 3000 to pay for the $10,000 of that suitcase. She said, "I'm gonna give you a, a drug. I'm giving you. I'm gonna give you a suitcase filled with drugs. It's ten thousand dollars worth that she has to pay back in ten thousand dollars." No, I don't think that's not how that worked. There was a percentages going on because she said she had to get rid of it, but Rue would keep like four thousand, the and then she would get after like, the fact. Like she would give her. So Rue, would, the intention, if she did it as she indicated, was that she would sell all of it for ten k, bring the ten k to Lori, then it would be cut where Rue would get her cut and Lori would get her cut. Yeah. I just I, I just remember it just Lori wanted her cut. That's the biggest highlight that I remember. Did she not technically? So my whole thing is her whole intentions was to trade this girl off anyway, because she technically got her cut on that table. Regardless if Rue brought the 10K to her or not, she still got her cut. At that um, table. That's so, tricky. The 3K? No way. No, it 30%? 2%? It was 2K and the, all that jewelry at some, like, come on now. You, what if that jewelry gets reported I mean, like, stolen and then they right. go pawn Oh it. my God. At a pawn shop. Oh, that, that, that reported shit, that's nothing. If she, oh, said, yeah. she said it was like $1,000 in like jewelry that she thought and then like $2,000 in cash or whatever. But even then 3K out of the 10K, that is not enough. Like that, she's going to keep cut 30%. But at the, but at the end of it, but at the end of it all, regardless if she gets a 10k or not, was isn't the three or four k all she wanted anyway? Like that's all she like that was what she said at the very end of all that whole thing. She broke down a roof. I'm gonna get my three four thousand dollars. So technically, she got her money in her face, but she's but obviously her intentions are something else. Like it's like she's clearly said, I don't care about any of this. But she didn't care about anything that Rue brought to her. And if she did, she would have just been like, you know what? Like, if it was that big of a deal, she would just be like, you know what? I'll take that, but you still owe me money or something like that. But instead, she just completely, like, brought up these, like, uh, Wikipedia facts about drug addicts and everything else. And then was like, all right, well, let me go ahead and groom you and get you right. And then it's like, okay, maybe you only, you you knew this was going to happen from the beginning. So she none did. of this actually mattered. Yes. So you, so none of this ever mattered. So your whole intentions was to sell this girl from the get go. Like it has well, nothing to do with like any money or anything. Like she's not upset. Like she, she, she had this planned out for a while for Rue. Like it's kind of yeah. weird. She started off with fifty thousand. She's like, here, I'll give you fifty thousand dollars worth of drugs. And Rue's like, yeah. um, let's not go that expensive. Let's go with like ten. Oh, and then um, what was I gonna say the. 
um, this the the what made this lady more even more cynical was when she was doing the morphine shot. Also, I, when they were doing the when they were doing the the blurry background, I was like, "That's the most you won't ever see Zendaya naked because that she ain't getting naked say, ever man, before." Yeah, I feel um, that made the scene more intense that you didn't see how she was grooming her. You only had the blurred vision. And the morphine, what? The morphine was in the shot, right? Well, no, the morphine was oh. in the shot. But what I'm saying, when, when she's going to give her the shot of morphine, you notice she's like, I need you to hold still and like misses. And then yeah. when she's putting the shot in her, she's like moving it inside of her freaking thing. She's not like holding still. Like she's literally she's like not, yeah. moving the needle in there. Like, and then like but when she pulls, there, I think that there was like something that like if blood goes inside like the thing or like, I don't know, there's something like that that's bad. Or whatever, but it was just really bad. Like I was just like, this is like, re- this could be like really like toxic um, and stuff. But um, no, she I'm just to have that blood in the morphine so that your body can accept it. it but then like inject it blood. back in. I think that there's yeah. like something like bad about that. No, 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 that's, that's supposed, supposed to happen. happen. That's supposed cool. to happen. Yeah, I asked. I asked. Yeah. I okay. Cool. That. I'm not no medical person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of shots. No, but, but uh, you're, you're unless they're alcoholic. Um, but <laughs> you're a professional at doing like all these drugs and stuff and like selling these drugs, you'd think that she would know how to do an IV. You know, like you think-, think she'd know how to to get the nail in there. And it's not like Rue was just squirming around. She like purposely missed a couple of times so she can a show that there's multiple marks on her. And then B, like to bruise her and to kind of like, I don't want to say like brand her or like anything, but like that left a huge mark on her. So if she ever goes to like the police or if she ever goes to the hospital and they see the puncture holes on the veins, that's like automatic red flag that, okay, mm-hmm. she's like, she isn't just like an opioid user. She's like injecting stuff into her body. And so I mean, like that in the drug test though, too, like for sure no a hundred percent but like that's the thing is like injecting stuff is a whole new level of like like that you just you don't want to get into like we know that rue has gotten into like that level of like oh you can't really come back from this honey but like when you start injecting stuff like it gets bad and i've had a lot of stories of people injecting things that definitely should not belong in their body and like it it, it's it's scary it opens the door for more drug abuse now. Now that there's a new method introduced. So. And we'll see, because if y'all watch this sneak peek, it seems like she goes back home and is now currently going through withdrawal. Um, well, that was the end of the episode was you, that you, um, you, that she, she walked through the door. I, do you that's think it's her? Do you think it's her? I think it's her. Peek, we saw her sweating. And, and I didn't see the sneak Look at this. What the hell? Are you it, didn't play play it. it didn't play. I it, it cut off you when the to, credits. You have to do the little. You ain't gonna click that. It's oh, on, it, usually it, it played last time. It's so on I didn't the see. internet. It's on Twitter. It's on YouTube. Uh, there's I will go. I will go. I will watch it okay. now. And the sneak peek. It is confirmed that she did reach somewhere that is safer. Yeah, and she's and she lays down in bed with um the sister Gia. Yeah. So she's going and she's and she says that she's like, I know I fucked up or like said, she said she's like, she's like that she's that it's hard to regret what she said or something that like she because she thought it 
or whatever. Um, which I thought was interesting that they put that in the trailer because, you know, when you're thinking of Witch Watch, she's like, you know, she's saying stuff, she doesn't mean it, but I think like, you know, they, she did think it um, and stuff. So maybe part of it is true. Um, and I, the first thing I thought was when Jules, like when he said about the heartbreaking part, that was definitely true. Like she was fucking broken. But um, no, after that, when she went to the house, I totally think she went to um, her mom's house. Like she yeah, went back I would home. Hope so. Yeah, I would hope so too. Unless, unless it's like the fucking police and they picked her up or some shit. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I um, hope she got away from the police. I really, I hope that doesn't come in play because that's what she did in the trash can. Her, it's gonna come back on her. I hope not. I hope she that was a lot She got damage. so many people to get in accidents. She broke and answered. I was like, if she gets away with it, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I, I hope, hope this does. just doesn't get swept under the rug. I really hope not. Um, Yes, we'll see. Also, yeah. this human trafficker bitch, she's gonna come for that ass. Oh, and oh my god, if she going, gets, I hope she goes to jail. If she oh, gets Gia, that's gonna be a gag. The only no, that they, will be horrible. They, I, there's a lot of rumors going around that Fez might be the one that has. To I was pay gonna say Fez is gonna have to save the day here. Fez could be the one to save the day. Huh? I don't know if he's gonna be safe. I don't no, know because, because if you remember. Mm -hmm. I saw people <clears throat> having conversation. Y'all have been talking all day. Haven't been having conversation about this in terms of like in the first episode where he said, you know, that's family. You know, I'd die for her. Ah. And not saying that he's going to die. I just think it, he, something's going to happen that'll kind of blow up his life in a way that is unexpected. So, death of Ashtray. I mean, he also, Fez has been really involved too because he's oh, been like with the, with the shit with Nate and like the thing with fucking Cal's dad and all stuff too. I mean, man, if they kill Fez, that's my man. Yo, I, I, I love every episode where he's just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Rue. That's like iconic. Oh my God, he's so good. I love him. He is great. He is great. I mean, at this point in the series, because what, uh, three more episodes? Um, yeah. There are, mm -hmm. I care now just about Rue and if, whether or not she comes back from this uh, and seeks more help from maybe Ali or someone or something. Uh, I And the play, I guess. Um, I just don't really care about anything else going on at this point. This no. episode was Pass very... You think there's not going to be a better episode this season? No, no, no. I didn't say that. Episode three is still my favorite episode this season. Uh, it's just... You know, this episode puts a lot of things in perspective as far as the realism that they're trying to portray. And I guess that's what I'm more invested in to see how this plays out as far as what what is next for Rue? Because I have no idea. I have no idea I'm, I'm, how her journey is going to look. The leading role in Oklahoma. Duh. All right. <laughs> I'm ready for I'm ready to see what's going on with Cal. To be completely honest. Do you want to wrestle? <laughs> I need to know. I need to know where he fits in in, in everything that just happened because he's got to fit in somewhere. They are going to put him in somewhere. In this, no doubt. In what just occurred in this episode? Also, Jules too. See where she's at. Oh God! Did they all go to rehab together. Together. No. Rehab, but Jules is on the phone. She's like, "Oh, are you suddenly a good person?" At first, you think it's it's Rue, but I think it's Elliot calling Jules. Think? I don't know about that because I didn't even think about that. But I do yeah. think yeah. Rue needs to have. You a didn't see the recap. I mean, the sneak peek. Oh yeah, there you go. 
I think Rue needs to have a one-on-one with Cal Jacobs, though, talking about how the biggest regrets are these people because they both. I found a parallel between that two. Cal saying, you know, Nate's his biggest regret. Jules, I mean, Rue telling Jules, uh, she's her biggest regret. Uh, I think they can have a conversation. I think I would like to see a conversation between those two. Um, that's just in rehab. Oh, Rue and Cal. In rehab, cool. I would love, to, I would love to see it in rehab because he has a drinking problem, obviously. Oh, true. So yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like he, they he would go to could be in rehab together, and and they have a lot of those moments where you do bring up a good point because they have a lot of those moments where they do catch each other, but like nothing really happens. You know what I mean? Like they like see each other or like. You know, he's like watching, and then he's like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And then she sees Nate Jacobs and Cassie. Like, Rue's always like in the midst of the Jacobs family for some reason. So, I, I see some dialogue happening between those two because they're having like probably the biggest breakouts right now. Like, they're they're at peaks, both of them. Yeah. Like, right. mm. like if this if it was oh, about two oh, main oh, characters, oh. it's the two of them right now. So I know we can't really dive into this too much because Grandmaster did not watch a sneak peek but I mean you can't it's no biggie when they showed the gun the gun was on somebody's Mm. car seat and Cassie was in the back seat of that car with the same lighting and Cassie says you think she's crazy I'm crazier I'm kind of nervous that Cassie's gonna do something to Rue Uh, I don't no, wasn't also the seating wasn't there like a scene that shows like the like Maddie? Like, no, the gun with next it. to the tape. Yeah. Yeah, Maddie was also with it. And then it's funny because I'm just like with Maddie and Nate, it's just gonna come to a like a whole like who's gonna do what and who's gonna die, um, if someone dies. But um I didn't see that <laughs> with Cassie being the one to be to shoot a bitch. Yeah, I do yeah. think Cassie may spiral. Cassie definitely has the, like, she may have the tendency to spiral her ass down and then get into a really low point. I hope she doesn't go into, you know, self-harm or, like, something like that. But, you know, some bitches, when they blow their fucking life up like that and they feel hopeless, something might happen, like, really bad. Nate is definitely not going to be happy that Rue is the one that spread that. True that. Um, Destroy that relationship. Annie might might go after Jules. Oh, and also, I want to say this, too, when... If and when Maddie releases the tape disc, which I do feel she will, or some, maybe it won't even be her. It'll be somebody else that releases the disc, right? Somehow the disc will come to light. Jules is going to have a lot of heat too because Jules, it's a sex tape yeah. of her. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we're like, they're making it be like, oh, Cal, you're the one that's going to be fucked. This will also blow up Jules's life too. Like mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I have I guess- a feeling that it'll be threatened i don't know if it'll get out really yeah i, mean, I think it'll be used as leverage on maddie's end but i don't know if it'll actually get out and i feel like the gun seems like a neat thing i don't know it does yeah. seem like anything i it think he was holding it if, if what, whatever some... happens happens i think the gun's related to me i think the tape is gonna come into play i don't know if it's actually gonna get out though if they subvert all our expectations, I think that's really good storytelling. I think Nate kills Maddie. I guess it could be like a, I guess it could be like a shut up thing. Like they get the gun to tell Rue to like shut up. Like tell Maddie you didn't see anything. Like you know. Oh no. So the gun was just a, a, nah, hell nah, bro. It's too late. I think they know that shit. Just I, I because 
technically, technically, Cassie still has not yet said out of her mouth in any of the scenes we just saw say, "Yeah, I fuck him." Like she, we, we're gonna get that follow up scene upstairs next week. We gonna get and that, that also doesn't seem like a, a like a a threatening tra- like something that would cause him to want to threaten somebody with a gun. If Nate has the gun, he might threaten his dad because of what he said to him. Like when Cal is like, "Oh, you're the worst thing that ever happened to me," and he's like, "You know, some fucking crazy shit," because of how fucked up Nate is from his father. You know what I'm saying? It could be that too. Oh, like it's totally an option. And I guess everybody has to tune in next week to uh, to see it. Also, is it going to happen next week? Because next week is a holiday. Oh, oh, you mean Super, Super Bowl? Bowl? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch the Super Bowl. Then watch you for it. this up. Yeah, I'm staying. I'm tuning in. Uh, yeah, I, I'll totally be fine. Uh, I think Euphoria will be a great follow-up to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think. I won't even watch Super Bowl if I, if, if it's still going while Euphoria's going on. I'll watch Euphoria. Actually, I really don't yeah. care about the game. You're right. I care about the halftime show, and then I watch. But look at us getting off topic. That's how dedicated we are to the fandom of this. But I think I think we covered all topics. And we now given some predictions and some things to look February 13th, air date, Super Bowl, after you watch the halftime show or where the fuck it is, I may have a timeout. Just tune in for it. I may may have to hold off till Monday to give me- Is your birthday on Sunday? Yeah. Hey, I'm serious too. I don't know if I'm trying to be sad on that day, you know? Eric, Dr. Rika, mine's on the 10th. That's so funny. Oh, look at us. Mm-hmm. Clarity. 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 The young goat table bringing fat people so together. <laughs> oh, wait. Who said it that it was friends? Oh my gosh. That was like, damn, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking something else. Continue. I totally just threw off this whole story. <laughs> no, no, you're, well, listen, we're just closing things way. off. Happy um, early birthday, Dr. Rika. Oh, and happy early birthday. birthday. Thank you. Nieces, yeah. nieces pieces. Dr. Rika, yes, blow up them. We're going to leave their Twitter feeds and their Instagrams. Y'all can go show them love. And their social security. You will not be doing any of them things. But (laughs) what you can give us is, you know, a like and a subscribe and some viewages. Even better. Drop their Venmo. Everybody give them a little birthday tip. I will take some money. I will will gladly accept. She's a doctor. in New York. (laughs) She's a doctor, and the bill is up, bitch. You don't got insurance, pay up. That's what it is. Oh, my. We are digressing. I'm just trying to close out the show. Listen, folks, as Dr. Rika said, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscription. Catch us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Catch us on all your podcast viewing stations, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Catch us on YouTube and you want to see our beautiful faces discuss this fantastic show and other great shows and movies that we cover and whatnot. Listen, we have fun coming here talking about Euphoria. We will see y'all next week. We will see the aftermath of the spiraling of the running of the rue. Uh, so, hey, Tune in next Monday for the Yonko table. I'm Grandmaster Who. Shout out to Nieces Pieces, Darce, Comic Chris, Apex, and Dr. Rika. Take care, everybody.